Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is 547, 57 degrees in Anchorage, 56 in Eagle River. The Rick Rydell radio program takes to the airwaves broadcasting as the voice of reason in a sea of emotional tumult and political posturing. Let me do the quick introductions around the radio station. That way you'll know who all the players are in the newsroom. Hunting, gathering the news, as he and his family have done for eons. The latest and the youngest in the Alaska clan of roadies to use the news as his sustenance. Scott Rody in the newsroom. In master control, making the uh, noises happen when the noises should, the sounds happen when the sounds should, and the music happen when the music should. Would you give it up for my friend and our producer? It's Mike Ortega. Good morning, Rick. How you doing? Happy Monday, sir. Happy Monday to you, too. Did you have a uh, good weekend? Oh, yeah. I didn't do a lot. Uh, you know, worked no. at the commissary, and uh, that's about it. Uh, Gabby Ledoux came to my door. Yeah, what's that all about? Uh, she's getting people to sign up for uh absentee ballot. Right, yeah, and she and, waited till you were gone. And she waited she till I house. was at work, and she came and she got uh, Karen and Cleophas to sign up for the absentee ballot and stuff. And she never once mentioned that she voted to cut the permanent fund. Right, and you're saying permanent fund and, dividend, and, and, and you told the kids she did. Yeah, and when I got home, I said, "What? You didn't vote for her, did you?" She, no, no. She did. and so I told them, "Well, you know, she's the one that cut the permanent fund dividend." <laughs> I, I don't think she did, but but that's okay. That's okay. You know, we'll blame her. <laughs> but uh, well, that was uh, uh, that's yeah. I, I guess it is door knock. You know, yeah. We forget it's almost friggin' July, right? And that primary election is August 21st. Oh, okay. That's coming yeah. soon. Jeez. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And I mean, it's all coming real soon. And, you know, which is good because the fish aren't. It's like so, a train coming down the track. Yeah, that is. The fish are like a train wreck because right. you know, they're just it got not derailed a few, a few miles uh, back. Yeah. It's not and, coming. And, it, it ain't coming, and, yeah. and I'm afraid. I mean, I am seriously afraid this is going to be the biggest bust in our lifetime in San. Well, I saw Warren uh, yesterday at the commissary. Warren that calls the show? Yeah, and, okay. and he told me that him and his sons went out uh, net fish netting or whatever. I don't know. They went out, netting? Yeah, they went out somewhere, uh, maybe in a, a wheel or something like that. He said they were out there for a couple days. They caught 20 fish. On a fish wheel? That's like that. horrible. Yeah. He was like, he couldn't believe it. He said that was the worst ever. Yeah, that was one of my, uh, that was, um, and, and I think he's probably talking about a fish wheel probably up on the copper or on the Golcana or something like that. Right, right. Um, maybe it, maybe was, it was nets, but I, I wasn't sure. He, no, no, it, no it, you know. It, it was, was it was a, it was a subsistence fishery. Sure. Yeah, subsistence fishery. And, um, and and the one I was planning on, you know, really saying, well, okay, so the run's not coming back on the Kenai. That's okay. I've still got this subsistence fishery I do in late June. Right, right. They've closed that one to weekends only, and I don't know if it's going to even stay open. 
Oh man, but twenty right. fish, and there was like uh, I think he went with three people. So they right. they got twenty fish to split for a year three ways. Well, so with one outing, I mean, you should have. Yeah, you know, I think it's, it's fair enough to say to get a year's supply of fish, you should go out a couple times. Yeah, a couple times if you have the weekends to do that. I right. suppose he does, but uh, that's pretty. Yeah, he's retired. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. disappointing. Yeah, the whole thing is very disappointing. My, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping on the second run on the Kenai now for sockeye. Oh yeah, well, yeah. keep your fingers crossed. Yeah, and that'll be like I don't know, last week of July, first first couple of weeks of August to do that. At least where I fish, but um, and you know, and I should be able to. Uh, hopefully, I mean, hopefully they'll throw the the, the run will support the six fish limit. Because with the six fish limit, you know, I can, I can fish, you know, ten days and have sixty fish, which is okay by me. Well, yeah, because it's just right. one one guy. You you don't give right. away, do you? So, um, I cook them for people. Yeah, okay. that's that's just for me to eat. And yeah. and to be quite honest, I'm really running out of moose right now. So it's about time oh, to sure. start replacing that. And I mean, God forbid, I actually have to go to the store and buy protein. Oh, man. What, no. Uh, my God, that would yeah. be horrific. All right. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I did. Uh, um, have you watched the original Terminator lately? Uh, maybe a year ago or so. Really? Sure. I, had not, I probably hadn't seen it in 10, 15 years. I watched it again this weekend. It's still good. Great movie. <laughs> still good. They yeah. really did a good job with that one. And, and it's amazing some of the young actors that are in there that you recognize and say oh, they're old men now. I didn't realize, and some of them are dead. Right. Yeah. Right. So oh, we got a yeah. break. We got a break. Yeah, I know. All right, let's do our commercial break. We'll be back to what we're going to talk about today. It's five fifty-three. Stand by. It is five fifty-four. It's the uh, Rick Rydell radio program. We really have a couple things from which to choose today. And and I will say this, that, you know, soon, sooner rather than later, we're going to start getting into the election. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to jump on board with that too fast because I don't want to burn everybody out on it. But, um, you know, and, and, and I, I guess what I want to say is I think, yes, we will talk about the gubernatorial election. Absolutely. But. Um, soon that is going to be soaking up all of the oxygen in the room. And I think that that's going to be peppered with two main topics. And in and, and, and just looking, grabbing the Rydell conservative crystal ball and looking at what we are conservatively facing as a good conservative, um, even rubbing off conservatism is even rubbed off on Ortega. Not totally, but quite a bit. Um Looking at the crystal ball, we're going to be dominated by the dividend and crime. Those are going to be the two things. Now, um, there's a lot more stuff going on. Uh, there's a lot more stuff that, that we consider. Uh, we need to consider, but those things are going to dominate the gubernatorial race. There is still all the races in the House and all the races in the Senate, and between now and then, there is also an assembly race coming up. I know, people go, huh, what? Remember, uh, Tim Steele is stepping down, so there is actually my district uh, assembly race is going on, and we probably need to give some coverage to that because the assembly 
is really like ten and a half to one and a half. Liberal over conservative, and we've got an uber liberal mayor. So it's totally out of balance. But today, and believe it or not, bears are still in the news. I think the fishing game, at least area manager, Ken Marsh, got a hold of his uh, 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 junior guy and said, hey, watch the comments so you're not seeing uh, as much of the rhetoric of people bad, nature good, you suck, move out concept. But there is a a guy that uh, illustrates why I think we need to get rid of the bears in town because he didn't even have anything in his garbage can and it was taken over. The other thing is, did you remember that they're working on a second gas pipeline and they're using your money to do so? I want to talk about that coming up. 557, stand by. It is 608. We're back 57 degrees in Anchorage, 56 in Eagle River. Did did uh, Ortega join me on the air for a sec? Did he just was he talking about uh, a garbage bear on yeah, the news? Yeah, uh, they were talking about they shot a garbage bear in Eagle River. What the heck is a garbage bear? That's a color phase of a black bear. Oh, really? So it's like a dirty yellow or a dirty white? Dirty, dirty white, white bear. bear. It was a song by Foreigner. <laughs> you might remember years right, ago. Right, right. Dirty white bear. Right, right. right. Those darn no. garbage bears. <laughs> I think it's like uh, you know the term assault weapon, right? right? It's something you give you know, to something to to give it a a, a tone, a bad a bad t- bad a bad image, right? Right, right. It's so, a garbage bear. If it weren't yeah. for the darn garbage, if it wasn't it for the garbage bear, right. and they only get to be garbage bear because of garbage people, right? You're a garbage people. You're so trashy. There's a. There's a yeah. thing on the, on one of the newses last night about this guy who left his garbage, his bear-proof garbage can out one time. The one time he did, and he had pictures of it all over the, uh, uh, up up on the news about right. this bear getting in his garbage can. And it's like, really? You're going to make this guy feel guilty because he left it out one time, and now he's on sharing so no one else makes the mistake of leaving their garbage out one night in their driveway? This is ridiculous. It's not like it's his own property. <laughs> or anything, right? Right, right. Right. So, um, but the uh, at least Fish and Game has um, That's crazy. got cooler The hit. bears have more rights over your property than you do. Than you do, right. And and it's the way we deal with it. Right. Um, we don't need to cohabitate with these animals. Oh, no, no. No, but that's that's what they've they've changed everybody's mind to be, and I was gonna say at least uh, Fish and Game started putting someone with a cooler head to speak to the media rather than the uh, Earth first, people suck, animals good, right. you shouldn't be here. The bears were here first. We don't have problem bear problem. We have a people problem guy. You gotta get so rid least- of those people. We do have to get rid of those people. So I thank them. I thank the people now at the department, the good folks at Fish and Game, for uh, muzzling your wild dog. Uh, let me go to Ken to start things off. I was wondering if you were going to join us this morning. Hey, buddy. Yeah, I made it back to Jeff Sawyer. Oh, you've been out. You've been out in rural, have you? Yeah, they've opened the road last year all the way up to Tuck and uh, tried to make it. We got ten miles short of it. We got. Pucked in the mud from Tuck 
our tow truck driver got fucked in the mud stuck. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but you know what? That area between uh, Eagle Plains and, and all the way down to Dawson City, that's what Wyoming and uh, Colorado and Utah want to be when they grow up. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of states that would love to be us in so many ways. Holy moly, it's just expansive in ways that nobody can ever comprehend. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So. yeah, no, that's true. Well, glad you made the uh, drive safely. Hey, the, you know, the bear thing. It, it, it's an oddity because everybody has to leave the trash out. And they, it's the way it gets picked up. And the bears, yep. they know all of this. And if there's humans around, there's going to be bears. The thing is, you've been down in the Kodiak and stuff. These bears are smart. It's the stupid mm-hmm. ones that really need to die and get out of the gene pool. Because you see these big old humongous old bears around, even in the interior. And they have learned, I'm going to stay away from people, and I'll be all right. I can eat anything that's, I want that's... do anything I want. That's how they get to be big old bears. Yeah. And so as the young, scrappy ones that are stupid, and they just need to be eliminated from the gene pool, and they don't have a right over people. Because you know what? You've always said this, uh, Mr. Miyagi. It's all fine until somebody loses a kid, and then it'll be an yeah. outrage. Why did you do something? Right. Right. And they got or a lawsuit. Playing it. Yeah, they got little kids playing in the afternoon. I see them, toddlers, going down the street. And they'll get out a couple hundred yards ahead of mom and dad or something, and, yep. and they think it's okay. But, man, they just don't understand bears. They try to apply their behaviors and their logic to a bear. And bears just, man, you let a bear run around in the neighborhood unimpeded. It gets more and more comfortable and gets more and more trash. It starts seeing these kids, and if they get hungry, they'll just, they'll just snack on one. And they, look at that Eagle River. That guy's out there, and he's a full-grown adult. Yeah. Right, right. Well, do you, were, you, were you here when um, um, when the gal and her son got um, killed down at McHugh Creek years ago? No, no. I've okay. heard about most of right. the hauling, but go ahead All right, everybody. so this was, uh, yeah, this, I don't know if it was 10 years ago, 12 years ago, Ortega might have a better memory on that, but I know it was um, um, the one time that, because uh, I was, it, it must have been like 12, 15 years ago, because I was, still in charge of doing all of Cal Worthington's commercials nationwide, and he and I got into an argument over this. But there Cal. was <laughs> – yeah, I do too. What a great old guy. Uh, I, I really loved that old man. But uh, he and I got into a really big fight over this bear thing in the production studio here at the radio station. Um, but what happened – And so if you don't remember that, then you don't remember the group of people that went out afterwards – Arm in arm because they thought the bear needed to feel loved. <laughs> they were out in the woods trying to put love in the air for that bear. I, that sounds like a pay-per-view event. Yeah, it does. Did they go but get it a belly rub and, and a massage and comb his hair for that's him? All, that's, that's all he needed, just a little attention. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's a, it's something that, and you know, you look at the uh, one reason I did call, but just for, briefly, you you have this feeling of angst. I, I am having this feeling of angst because I came up here in Alaska right at the end of the golden years, and uh, I'm afraid they're going away. I mean, the the fishing game, they're me- everything's getting messed up. You know, you can't go get fish, and there's no PFD for the folks, and I wonder what it's going to be like in 15, 20 years for the, the young adults that we have behind us. I mean, 
will there be no fish for them? Will there be no uh, legacy from the oil boom years? It will just be a neat place to drive an RV around and look at the mountains. I don't know. Yeah, and, and I that's why I'm saying I think that it's all going to depend on who we name governor in this election, which it way we're going. We're point. at that fork in the we're at that fork in the road. Yeah, it is a pivotal point in time, and uh, I hope they don't institute that statewide mail-in ballot before this thing happens, because I believe that will be the fulcrum for the leverage to tip it over the wrong way. I, I, I yeah, do. good. Yeah, good news is the state has ruled they will not do the mail-in ballot this election. Yeah. Hey, have That's a great day. Happy Monday. Yeah. Let's make it Thank Friday. you. <laughs> good talking to you, buddy. Take care. Glad you made it back from wherever you were. All right, um, we're going to go to the uh, commercial break. I, I also want to throw in this thing about the uh, big release that came out over the weekend, so they buried it. The Army Corps of Engineers released its final environmental statement for the ASAP gas line which we kind of forget about, but they're also spending money on this, even though they say only one will be built. So with all the attention on China, they're still building, they're still spending money on a, on a, a smaller natural gas pipeline plan or mirage. I'm really hoping that, um, that at least two out of the three ways this gubernatorial election will play out will put an end to this. This frivolity. I'm just hoping so. All right, it's five two two zero six five zero. Jim, hang on. We'll get to you after the break. The rest of the lines are open. It's uh, again five two two zero six five zero. We'll be right back. It is six twenty one fifty seven degrees in Anchorage, fifty six in Eagle River. It's the uh, Rick Rydell Radio Program. Uh, Ortega, do you have a uh, favorite Alaska bear story that you've heard, read, or one that you've? Um, uh, we saw in the news or anything like I, that. I wouldn't say that I, I have a, a favorite one because most of the ones that I've always been kind of interested in were the ones where they were, you know, actually eating people. So I, I yeah. think, you know, if you want to say the most interesting one to me was obviously uh, Timothy Treadwell. But a lot of them, a lot of stories do pop to mind, but usually not you good ones. Of, you have a kind of a macabre um, <laughs> sense of importance, macabre. don't you? Macabre macabre yeah i guess so See, but i got one that's my favorite what's that don't say binky no 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 binky was my favorite bear because i used to play with binky and and my kids thought i was really a god because i would play with the polar bear in the in the in the zoo right, right i think the bear right. used to like that a lot too sure but, but my with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Favorite one. Um. 
<laughs> and I, I get maybe I should put this this one, but it's not my story, so I can't put it in, in, my, in my next book that I write. But it was the one of the guy riding the bike. I think it was on Crow Creek Pass. Right. And he's riding his little bike on the trail, and he's pedaling, and he's got his little helmet on and his little gloves on, and he's safe. Man. And he's he's driving down his little trail. He's got his bicycle, and he's pedaling along. Oh, my God. He stops because there's a black bear up a tree. Oh, no. He gets off his bike because you know what you do when you see a bear. You lay down and play dead. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the story? Don't, don't blow it. Let me tell it. And this is for anybody who wasn't here. This is you could probably find this in the paper. Uh, but so so okay, little Fonzie boy with his cute little helmet and his nice little gloves. He's got you know nice little riding shorts and he's out there. He gets off his bike and he lays down motionless. The bear sitting up the tree looks down and sees him lying motionless. Cocks his head to one side. He looks at him for ten minutes. The guy remains motionless. The bear waits another five minutes, watches him from the tree. The guy remains motionless. The black bear, by the way. Finally, after 15, 20 minutes of him lying motionless, the bear climbs down out of the tree, goes over and starts sniffing him. <laughs> guy remains motionless. Bear licks him a couple times. Guy is just petrified, but he remains motionless. He remains motionless right up until the bear bit him on the foot, and then he screamed, ah! and the bear got scared and ran off. So then the guy does the dumbest thing, and he's probably out there listening right now, putting his head down, saying, God, don't say my name, don't say my name. Well, you're lucky I don't remember your name. But then he did the dumbest thing. He got on his bike with his bloody foot, Right. Rode into town and told the story. <laughs> well, at least it just uh, bit him on the foot. It could have been worse. Well, yeah, but he screamed. <laughs> right, right. You know, here, here, here's here's the safety tip of the day. If you're already moving on a bicycle and you see a bear in a tree, don't stop. Keep going, buddy. Keep, Keep going. going. Just go. God. All right, that's my favorite. All right, it's 522 I've got the Jim Kingsley and Nick in that order. Jim, good morning, sir. Yeah, good morning. Yeah, my dog likes my socks, too, because they smell so good to an animal. You know, they really like them. Apparently so. Yeah, I remember the guy, tourist came up here, and laid his sleeping bag down on this nice path because it was soft and no rub, no uh, trees or anything, brush. But, no shrubbery, right? Yeah, of course, the bear did come up there to smell his feet and then bit him on the foot. What a shocker! Yeah. yeah. What I wanted to say, I put this in order. Uh, uh, I got, you know, it's a late spring. Eagle River, I'm pretty sure, is our biggest drainage in this uh, Anchorage Peninsula, not bowl, but peninsula. Okay. And uh, the city, you could you could uh, pipe all the garbage, like to do gray water and uh, sewage, to a plant where you couldn't smell it. The city smells of food. Period. Yeah, I, right. Uh, you go and if they weren't going to garbage cans, they'd go to McDonald's or one of the bread factories. That uh, uh, this uh, the bureaucrats have they have a union, see. So we sh I'd like to suggest that that guy who said it's a people problem, <laughs> he may be right, but he needs to talk to his supervisor and tell him to you know stay out of politics because that he's being political. 
if they great yeah they're gonna they're gonna tell that guy this the little junior biologist keep his big pie hole shut when the media is around well if he's a biologist he should know that the city smells like all kinds of really fancy food and if i wanted to see any animals i'll just take a loaf of bread especially fresh bread put it on my arm and just go right anywhere away from the from the sidewalk go away and they'll come and see you it's not garbage Uh, eagle river of course like i said is i'm pretty sure the biggest uh, drainage and animals going to drainage, people usually stick to ridges if they're trying to go somewhere. They don't walk around in the, you know, the brush. They don't we're ridge animals. Yeah. Right. So we're not it, valley it, animals. Well, the guy, the, that bothers, he, that's political for him to say it's a people problem. Well, it was. It's a well, it was stupid. People live here. You're, you're, you're here to manage for the benefit of people, not for the benefit of bears. Yeah, politics is just everywhere, and it shouldn't be. Because that doesn't make any sense for him to act that way. It's, it's uh, emotional. Too much emotion yeah. into uh, what we need to, you know. You can imagine if he was the captain of the ship and he got all excited and started running around in circles and yelling out, you know, emotional orders or emotional instructions instead of uh, concrete, practical. Anyhow, uh, the city smells like having like the food, band play as the Titanic is sinking, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, I got to run, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Take care. All right, it's five two two zero six five zero. Kingsley, you're up next, and then Nick right after that. Stand by. It is 6.36. We're back. It's the Rick Rydell radio program. For those just waking, we have two subjects up on the board for you to choose from and discuss. One, of course, is the bear issue we're facing yet again this year because of this facade that we put on and this whole living with wildlife fantasy that's out there and and the benefit is is that uh, uh joe Sixpack on his way to work down from the hillside might see a bear once or twice a year and he can get to work and say man i saw a bear and then we can have little uh things on the news where hey the bears were out at the golf course okay there's the benefit there is no more benefit than that there's nothing besides that that benefits us having bears in town. The downside is that people die. People lose their children. People are no longer with us because they've been killed. And that that's happened, right? I mean, we, we've had it happen this year. We had it happen last year. Is it worth it? That's subject number one. Subject number two is the ASAP pipeline because they just got their uh, an environmental statement from the Army Corps of Engineers for another pipeline, even though they admit, hey, there's only one going to be built, and everybody's talking about how great China is, but don't forget, we're spending your tax dollars on another government-sponsored mirage known as the uh, pipeline, and this one was the ASAP pipeline. It's a, a, at least a $10 billion project, not the... $43 billion, and, and and all of these numbers are fictitious. I mean, they just make them up and pull them out of their derriere, and that's what we end up with. But uh, So we got both of those. Uh, we got Nick, Kingsley, and Warren in that order. So, Ortega, I'm going to have you click Nick's toggle switch for me because mine is dysfunctional right now again. Um, so as soon as uh, Nick gets on the air, good morning, sir. Hello, Rick. You there? What's up? Oh, hey. Hi. Top of the morning to you. I, uh, back I wanted to drift just a little bit off your topic, but it was touched on Saturday by the candidates running for governor for the Republican Party. Yeah. They had a little meeting in Chubiak, 
at the uh, AMAX uh, group there at the senior home. Right, right. And and uh, there was must have been sixty people there. But uh, what I really wanted to talk to you about was they, they touched on a pipeline, but the way they worked that whole deal is is, is just really nuts. Okay, you have to yeah. submit a question to these guys on a three by five card. So I went, okay, so I did. And my 3x5 card simply said this. This method doesn't produce any dialogue. I want to ask some questions about your last answer. I can, ask, I can answer any question this way. Example, what are you going to do about crime? Answer, reduce it. Next question. That tells me nothing. Dialogue lets us hear what uh, we have. We can ask the tough questions and, and get your answers. Without dialogue... Mm-hmm. This doesn't happen. If you're willing to answer really hard questions, let us ask questions about your answers. With that question on a three-by-five card, this is so little information shared. Any time saved is of little value. Do you understand? With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. understand what I have put on my 3x5 card, and do you agree with it? You got all that on a 3x5 card? I typed it up in advance. Wow. That's good. Well, anyway, deal. all the 3x5 cards that have the questions on them go through a question screener, just like yes. your call screener. Okay? Right. So I can answer questions if I have a call screener insulating me from the people asking the questions. There were yes. no tough questions asked. Yeah. They were right. just, what are you going to do about the pipeline? And they so gave sounds standard like... answers. And nobody comes back at them and says, well, that's really interesting, but where are you going to get the money from? Where are you going right. to cut so the budget? Sounds like do this? sounds like what you're telling me is you're looking for some debate to get down to the nitty-gritty here and not have the protection softballs for them. Oh, ab- absolutely, because I never really go into these things thinking about a specific question. I sit there and I listen until I hear mm-hmm. something that sounds like Burkinese bullcrap. Okay, and then I start jumping on that and go and then somebody else will usually stand up and and get on the answer to that question. And on it goes. And when they leave, Mm. they have a better understanding of where we're coming from. And we have a better understanding where they're coming from. But the insulation of a of a question screener is just, uh, you know, it makes it hard to want to vote for them, let alone support them if they're going to hide yeah, but, behind but, that. Yeah, but that's not their fault. That's the person putting on. I mean, you know, they're there to do what the uh, organizer does. The organizer has to come up with those rules. That's not the candidates. Yes, but if I'm a candidate, I'm going to tell the organizer, I don't want it. I don't want this method. I want to get as close to the people as I can. Yeah. Well, that, I think that's kind of well, – I thank you for the call, Nick. Have a, a good day. I think you're, what you're talking about is when you would just have a town hall meeting. Uh, the problem about that in a debate – and I, I can tell you this from having moderated debates often in my 
God, how long has it been now, Ortega? Uh, 39 years of doing this on the radio, yeah, off and on, in, betw- like in between that. other jobs? Something like that. Because hey, you've been doing it, like, what, 42? Something like that. You know, I just want to say this. I what? am not a call screener. People call no, me. I say, your name, please. And then I right. say, hang on. We'll be right with you. That's not right. really a call screener. Okay, just want no, to No, and, and, and I, yeah, I'm, and let me let me clarify. He's not. I mean, we wanted him to be way back when. Um, but he doesn't, so he's really more of a call answerer than a call screener. Other places have call screeners. I have a call answerer. That's one of the things that makes us very different. Um, but the other thing about the, um, the, the debate scenario, you get into that debate scenario without some sort of um, structure, it turns into anarchy. And it goes that way quick. And so I, I understand kind of what you're saying, but the debate itself does not tend itself towards um, towards getting into super depth on things. Because remember, they're giving them, okay, you have two, two minutes to respond. And then you have a minute to respond to that. And then you have 30 seconds. What are you really going to say in that? All right? That's more of a performance. If you If you want to get with your candidates... And find out about them. Do a town hall meeting, uh, but even that's going to have to have some moderation because I will tell you from all those years of experience of doing these things, it turns into an anarchy, yelling, screaming match pretty damn quick if you don't have some sort of um, procedure involved or some sort of structure, as the case may be. Kingsley, good morning, sir, and thank you for the call. Good morning, Rick. You know, one of your topics is bears, and I'm going to speak. To, to that, but I, I thought it was interesting that your last caller, he, 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 he uh, changed the subject to weasels when he was talking <laughs> about candidates. But, 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 you know, at any rate, you've been, you've been harping on this guy from Fish and Game. He said, we don't have a bear problem, we have a people problem. And, you know, really, if you think about it, Rick, for a moment, I think you'd agree that the guy's right. Because, you know, bears, there are bears who have different learned behaviors, but, you know, and they are intelligent, but overall, bears are a force. You know, they're motivated by certain things, and they're pretty predictable in in the large part. And In the, and, in the overall sense, yes. They're, very, they're simple creatures. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, but that's what makes them so interesting, because they are, yes. there is that bear, and it's not going to do what most bears would have done. But, right. having said that, this guy's right. We don't have a bear problem, given the fact that bears are who they are, and we have a people problem. And, you know, years ago, the people at Fish and Game, uh, you know, specifically those that manage uh, game, you know, they were good old boys. They grew up hunting, trapping, fishing, whatever. Went to school. It was their passion. Uh, they, they had a pretty broad sense of what these animals were all about. Nowadays... I noticed that there's been a change of guard. These guys are older, they're retiring out, and a lot of the people that are coming in are people who who read Barley Mowat's Never Cry Wolf. That was their introduction yeah. to wildlife. And or, 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 or they watch too many Disney films. Well, sure. I don't know about, yeah. But, I mean, point is that there, we do have a people problem. And the people problem is that people are not interacting with these animals in the proper fashion, whether, you know, I mean, you as an individual, regardless of what 
the uh, uh, the governing entities do about your garbage out the night before, or you know whatever rules they're going to put in place. When you are out in when you're out in an area and there are bears present, you have to have situational awareness and you have to react properly. And yes, sometimes that that includes being able to arm and defend yourself with the weapon of your choice. And right. that's that's where we have a people problem because yeah. people. No, know I, it, yeah, no, I agree. And and they they outlaw us acting in the proper way around bears, and they they well, they demonize it. Yeah, well, I, you know, he, here's what I know. The guy that you were describing on his mountain bike, yeah. uh, uh, sadly, that's, that is what we have in a large part anymore. People, people who've been raised in this uh, uh, embryonic fluid of safety their whole life, they've, they've gone to school, the playground equipment is safe because somebody sued the school when little Jimmy broke his arm on the, play, on the, on the jungle. On the monkey gym. bars. On the monkey yeah. bars, on on the asphalt, right? Like we had. Yeah. Well, well, we had rocks, Rick. We didn't have the asphalt. Yeah. Right. We had that, asphalt where I was. Eh, well, asphalt was rectum trouble back when I was a kid. But, okay. Right. But, 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 but anyway, what I'm trying to say is, these people go out and experience any real pain and danger, so right. it doesn't exist in their world. We again, we have a people problem. So yeah, no, it's a good a good illustration. Nice twist, buddy. Appreciate the call. Thanks. All right, it's five two two zero six five zero. I've got Warren and Tom, and that means there are a couple lines open. If you've been getting a busy signal, this is your window of opportunity. Dial quickly at five two two zero six five zero. We'll be right back. Six fifty one. We're back. It's five two two zero six five zero. The point of the reason I make such a big statement out of some bureaucrat saying we don't have a bear problem, we have a people problem is because it, it gives you insight into the mindset of what they think they're managing. And it's the typical problem. I mean, I know, I know I'm picking on, on fish and game right now because that's probably the bureaucracy with which I have interacted and volunteered the most for in my life uh, because it's the one I probably, I hate to say it, but probably care most about that one. Um is because there there was and Kingsley's right there was a quantum shift in in the management of wildlife about 30 years ago and probably the book he talked about had a little bit to do with that Disney had a lot to do with it but um, also uh, laziness had a lot to do with it and when you have a department with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, that is supposed to manage the fish in the game. They should be managing the fish in game, but instead we see the illustration here where it's cheaper and easier just to manage people. And that's what they're doing. And it's this mindset. And, and you know, it was really prevalent in fish and game uh, about 10 years ago. Seem to have gone away a little bit because there are, there, are, um, there are good people and bad people in fish and game. They're, they're just like everywhere. Uh, 
And these two schools of thought exist in the same building and in the same profession. And there is the um, there is the group of people that says, hey, it's our job to manage for uh, on the sustained yield principles. That's what the law says. And we have the education and the tools and the uh, field knowledge to do so. And we should do so. And we should manage for abundance because this is our emergency, emergency protein supply. And uh, we should have as much game out there as we possibly can that's harvestable for the people. And then there's the other Earth First, Greeny, Tree Hugging, Animal Rights group. It's in there, too. And go, oh, no, no, we, uh, the bears were here first. And you, uh, you, should, uh, you should make people act differently. And, and this is the whole thing. I mean, you know, back in the, it is Dave Donnelly from the school board who was, you know, born in the old Anchorage Hospital, where now if you're down at Benihana, you're where the hospital was. Um, and grew up here in the 50s, 60s, 70s, um, he can tell you there wasn't a bear problem in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. There really wasn't even much of a bear problem in the 80s. It wasn't until halfway through the 80s into the 90s that all of a sudden we started to have bears. And the reason why is because back then, when bears came to town, they got shot, and they got shot at. And, And they stayed away from town because they had a healthy fear of humans. You want to save bears' lives? Let us kill a few and scare the rest out of town. We'll have less bear interaction where the bears have to be put down. Yeah, granted, there will be less bears in town, a lot less bears in town. Matter of fact, there should be a lot less bears in town. Uh, Because, again, the collateral damage of having the benefit of somebody who doesn't go out into the wilderness to be able to see a bear on their way to work, that means somebody's kid's going to die one year or another. Is that worth it? Depends if it's your kid, doesn't it? I don't think any of our kids are worth losing, and and I don't think that collateral damage is worth it. All right, let me go uh, Warren. Uh, let's see, Warren, John, and Garrett in that order. Warren, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Rick. Uh, rather right. quickly on the Christmas report with Paris mm-hmm. and all, um, just, just got back from the annual uh, met down at the Gasilov, and uh, seven days of Camping down there and that had 22 fifths and had to divide it with eight people. So Seven days. Yeah, Ortega was trying to tell your story. He thought it might have been a fish wheel or something, but it was the, you were you were dip netting on the Kasilov? No, no, not dip netting with the set net. So. A, oh, my God, you're kidding me. That's it? That was it. It's a bust. <laughs> it's a yep. bust. Okay. It, it was. But uh, back to the bears, uh, remember on the traffic report in the, in the, you guys do every morning, it, it just used to be, you know, watch out for the moose, moose on the highway right. coming in or right. going out. And uh, lately, it's, it's been watch out for the bears on the highway. Right, right. I know I called in a traffic report coming off the Boniface exit onto the highway heading toward down. Uh, right. Somebody had dropped a kitchen sink off the back of their truck by accident and all that. And just driving off the highway, there's a darn uh, bear playing in the kitchen sink. Well, there you go. Yeah, because they had the remnants of salmon. So it was a people problem. They shouldn't have had that dropped on the highway. We have yeah. a people problem. Yeah, but my point is, is uh, you were talking about... Uh, 
education and uh, right. and letting people know about these problems and and that that is the big problem. Too many people are thinking that bears are our people, and uh, there yeah. are way way too many bears in this town. Right. Well, and why do the bears come? Because we've got the biggest moose population because they're protected. That's the only place they can find moose, and then they find the garbage, and they smell the restaurants, and they just need to be thinned out. Warren, thanks for the call, buddy. Have a good day. I got it. That's my end music playing. Nothing I can do about that. Uh, it's five two two zero six five zero. Garrett, you're up next. We'll take this quick commercial break, and we'll be back. It is 7.09. It's uh, 57 degrees in Anchorage, 56 in Eagle River. I got Garrett on line three, who's been waiting the longest. Garrett, good morning, and thanks for the call. Hey, good morning, Rick. Uh, about the Bears thing, um, the challenge is that a guy like myself, who would shoot a bear in his backyard, knows that, which I don't know what the laws were in the 50s and 60s, but I'm assuming that's pretty much what happened most. Yeah, um, bear came down and got shot, yep. Yeah. And the uh, fishing game is going to come down on us like a lightning bolt. So then I'm not going to be able to hunt and provide for my family. Um, yep. And it, we just view that as a threat. Like the, uh, I think it was the moose preserve or something like that, where, you know, you have a bear that's actively killing animals and someone shot it. And uh, the overzealous prosecution now threatens that entire operation. Well, that's uh, the mo- the moose mamas. Yeah, they were actually yeah. the bear got in, was eating the moose calves, and mm-hmm. um, someone shot it. And the uh-huh. the person managing it took responsibility for it. And now they're threatening that if she doesn't step down, they're going to prosecute and shut the whole thing down. Yeah, she's obviously trying to protect somebody who probably was. I mean, I don't know the story. It's all just conjecture. I don't but either. You, just, you compare that to, you know, some some dimwit who hijacks a car and uh, they get a slap on the wrist and turn back out. Whereas yeah. I just, the, the disparity is mind boggling to me of uh, placing the higher priority on an animal that, as you've mentioned time and time again, is actually, um, I mean, I believe that the people in Anchorage would take care of this. I think that they would take care oh, of God, it. Oh God. Yeah, absolutely. Out. However, they right. know that their livelihoods would be, taken away from them um, for shooting an animal, which is dumb. Right. The the, the penalties of, of punishment of law for you, if you took that action, stops us from taking that action. It's the reason I don't, too. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's, uh, it's a fish and game thing, and it's just, I mean, I want to protect the resources as well, but, you know, my top resource is, is my family, and so um, who do I, I don't know? I don't know what to do about it. Like it's uh, they've they've just beat people down. That's all there is to it. There, you know, there, it takes. I mean, we've made some real good strides periodically in fish and game, and we've we've been doing things management wise that I never really even thought we we would be able to, and we've really. Um, it, with intensive management, which is what we did in the last 10, 12 years, we really brought some populations back, and we, we've really done some great things. Those people are all still there. Some of them are still in fish and game. We've just got to get the right leadership. And it starts well, and with the governor. Said, yeah, and as you said, I mean, we interacted a lot with wolves in Idaho when they were reintroduced. You don't have to, you don't have to annihilate all of them. You just pop a few. And animals are smart. When they start recognizing that pressure, then they move. Right. Um, 
So yep. it doesn't have to be a, an extermination campaign, but uh, no, anyway, but that, it does need to. It to does happen. need to. It does need to teach them. Town is not a place you go. You're going to yeah. get hurt. Yeah. I mean, we should have That's a ballot initiative like the salmon thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see how this yeah. election goes and who they put in fish and game because you know you have a commissioner of fish and game like uh, Sam Cotton, who's probably a lovely man, um, who's but is just not engaged on this issue. Then. The bureaucrats run amok, and that's what happens. Yeah. We'll keep so, up anyway, work, Rick. thanks. Pretty, pretty appreciate it. Take care. Okay. All right. I've got uh, John. Uh, Ortega, can you flip the toggle switch for John there? Mine just uh, went into its glitch mode. It's 5220650. John, you there, sir? Yeah, I'm here, uh, Rick. It's good to hear you. Uh, hey. I see a correlation between these bears and pipelines. Yeah. It's kind of a stretch, but. Uh, it seems like people are dealing with their problems uh, the same way uh, emotionally. You know, that's the way they've been educated. Uh, they've been educated uh, how to think instead of what to think, or you know, I mean, they've right. been educated what to think instead of how to think. And the emotions get in the way of uh, you know how to deal with these problems. Bears are the garbage, like politicians are the money. And um, and. Uh, if they would educate themselves in bears and, and they, they would educate themselves in politicians and pipelines, they probably wouldn't get eaten by either. It's, it's not as much a stretch as you thought it was, was it? No, it's not. It's, education's the key, and that's where the, our society is really broken down. You know, we spend billions of dollars on educating our, our masses, and the politicians that run a lot of these, educational systems get exactly what they want people that are led by their emotions instead of rational thought and uh, yeah and those that are led by emotions are easy to control because you can you can create an emotional swell exactly uh, with the bears it's the same thing you know uh, with uh, the pipeline is very much uh, whatever pipeline it is it's just money that's out there and the politicians like the bears flock to it and they offer all kinds of solutions and this, you know, the, the, the problem is created, you know, through the politicians, uh, through the politicians' uh, hyperboles. Right. Well, yeah, you know, I'll give you a great example of that. Thank, thank you, John. I appreciate that call. And, you know, here's a great example of that. There are two people I know, and I won't tell you what their names are, um, but they have been hired by agencies that are pushing this pipeline. And both these guys are smart enough to know better, but they're getting paid so much that they're going to be on the side of it. Why? Imagine if you were getting paid, and I'm just going to make this number up off the top of my head, and it's a little lower than I hear some of them are getting paid. Imagine you're getting paid $10,000 a month to work on this fictitious natural gas pipeline. Are you going to run around telling everybody it's fictitious and you shouldn't have your job? You're getting $10,000 a month. No, you don't. You run around and go, yeah, you know what? There's, It's possible. It's possible, and I think we should uh, keep working on this. Uh, if we get, uh, man, if we do this for a couple of years, we might have it to a spot where we can get it going. And then what happens is for two years, you've earned $10,000 a month. Now, here's how unsmart the guys running the gas line are. The biggest critic is me and my spreadsheet. 
I was the first one to come out publicly and say, look, I've run the numbers. There will never be a large diameter pipeline built in our lifetime. It's not going to happen. The numbers are not there. There's um, looking at the world gas supply. There's tons of projects out there that don't have to pay the tariff of tra transporting it 800 miles through a pipeline before it gets into a ship. That means they have that much of advantage, meaning we'll never build it. And and so what do they do? They hire people who aren't that vocal on it and pay them over $10,000 a month. Well, the smart thing would have been is to come hire me for over $10,000 a month because, number one, you would get me to shut up on the radio, which would be worth it. Number two, to quit talking about my spreadsheet. And, and number three, to have me going, well, what are the possibilities if we work on this the next couple of years? But that doesn't happen. And the reason why is because they're run by their emotion, not by intelligent design, if you will. Um, all right, uh, Terry, Gary, we'll get to you both after this. 717, stand by. 721, it's 57 degrees in Anchorage, 56 in Eagle River on this Monday morning. Terry and then Gary is the order we go back to the phones, which means when I only say two names, that means there's a couple lines open. So if you were getting a busy signal earlier or couldn't get through for another reason, dial quickly at 522-0650. Terry, thanks for the call and good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah, you know, I... Uh... You know, listen to all this bear stuff going on, and and you know, I was born and raised here, lived in Anchorage when I was a kid, and you know, you never saw bears in town. It was a rare event to even see moose in town. You know, right, right. But you know, the thing that I gotta gotta question is, is in all this hype that we're hearing, I don't hear about anybody getting citations in a place that's always been or these other. Uh, villages or fish camps where they got fish hanging out on racks or you know how many citations are being cited there when bears come into camp yeah well they don't, they don't have they don't have yeah they don't have the rules because their management there isn't stupid like ours is that's right exactly and you know it, it, we, we have to suffer that because the bears can't be hunted and, and kept back you know and right. i just you know, think it's ridiculous to try and re-educate the population when it isn't uh, the, the people. When uh, you know the, the bears are easy enough to maintain and, and keep them out of town by hunting them. You know, right, right. Well, and like you know, like I said, you know, you with the historic knowledge, you grew up, you saw it happen, and now you see the change. The bears haven't changed. We have. That's right. Yep. Yeah. All right, buddy. All right. Appreciate it. It matters that you call and say those things. I'm, I'm glad you did. Um, yeah, because, you know, we have such a, a transient society in, in Anchorage, and there's, you know, the average residency in Anchorage is, is three to five years, right? So that kind of historic knowledge is, is, the, um, is the anecdote, I think. Um, and, and, and so what, what has changed? Are bears different today? Is that what they are? Bears are bears, and they they re, you know they react to what we do. You know the uh, uh, I've seen it down at the uh, Russian River where I was just at last weekend. Uh, not last weekend, but I mean recently. I remember back in the day, 
Um, when you go down fishing at the Russian River, you never see a bear. Why? Because people were armed and people would shoot at them when they'd come out. You know, maybe in the crepuscular times, maybe at night when there weren't that many people down there, but but rarely. And now they're brazen. And why? Because we changed the way we interact with them. We have been, for lack of any other term, sissified. And uh, they say, oh, just... You know, leave your fish and back away if a bear comes. Well, what do you do? You train bears that, hey, if I go near those people, they're going to leave me fish and they're going to back away. What is a bear going to do? He's going to go near people. That's what they do. And and so they come into town and we start outlawing and, and punishing people for shooting them. And there was a while, I don't know if it's that way anymore, but there was a while that if, if a bear was shot in defense of life and property, the uh, um, the area biologists would come up and they would assume that you were guilty of breaking the law and make you prove that you were innocent, shooting a bear on your own property. Now, I think it's lightened up a little bit, um, but I'm worried that it starts heading back in that direction when you have... Uh, um, when you have the upper management that is indifferent and not paying attention to it. You really have to have a top-on-down change of culture and the culture is we are here to serve the people of Anchorage, not to serve the bears. The people are whom we serve. Those are the people that are signing our paychecks because we get money from them to manage this for their benefit rather than we have to manage the people so we can protect the bears. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And that, that attitude comes from the top on down. Uh, Gary on line three. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Rick. Great conversation. <clears throat> I'm, I'm looking at it a different way. Mm. Do you realize uh, this issue is the precise execution of law enforcement? And it's only on one side, the conservative side. And what they're doing is if, if you look wrong at a bear, they're going to find a way to charge you, and then you'll pay the price. That's what we've been charge you with. Charge you with a fine is what you're saying, not the bear is going to charge you, right? Right, right. Charge right. you with a fine. <clears throat> so what yeah. they're doing is brainwashing the bears to be the top predator again, the bears and the wolves, because they're precisely enforcing the law, where in other areas they're not precisely enforcing the law. Take, for instance, the mental health uh, thing. They broke the law. All those right. Well, let, 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 let's change precisely to um, subjectively enforcing the law. Um, <clears throat> They're doing it subjectively to get the outcome they want, not across the board. Right. They're not fair yeah. to one side, and then the others are, you know, um, they're just they're just putting the bears... The, problem I see we're having is the bears and the wolves 
in this area are now the top predator, and they're eating people. And we have they're the they're the priority. They're the priority. And so when you look at them, uh, the fish and game enforcing those those laws, like if you shoot a moose with one brow tine less, you're in trouble. They take your car, they take your gun, they take your plane. Yeah. But if you if you break laws in other ways, like steal a car, nope, nope, you get to go free. Yeah, we have so, different sentencing guidelines for that. Right. So uh, this bear issue and the fish and game issue and all the laws should be evenly um, mandated to everybody. And well, and that's, you know, according to the Constitution, every Alaskan is equal and afforded equal rights, opportunities, and protection under the law. That's how they're supposed to be enforced. If you could summarize, I'm up against a commercial break here. Right, I'm summarizing. They, the, the left is making the bears the number one predator, and the people are pre- paying the price with their with lives, lives and children. Right, yeah. yeah. Now, good message today, buddy. Appreciate it. Got to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Stand by. It is 741. Man, we haven't had a dropout like that in a long time, Ortega. Did you do something at your end? Uh, no. Maybe. <laughs> All right, if uh, you were on the phone and you were getting a busy signal, we had a couple people drop out after Mary's call, so a couple lines are open. It's 5220650. Uh call right now, you'll get right in, and you won't even have to wait all that long. Ron, thank you for the call and good morning. Good morning, Rick. So, you think there's any correlation between no fish in the rivers and more bear sightings? Yeah, I do. Management of fishing game. So maybe you can clear something up for me because I, I haven't been able to listen to the entire broadcast. But when they say no fish fishing in the rivers because it's closed of mm. lack of fish, yep. are they closing the commercial fishing out in the Cook Inlet? No, they're um, they're not. They haven't. Well, they did they did some. I mean, they closed down the uh, the copper when that one was dismal. Um, what they're what they're doing here. Is the um, the run of of reds because it's a uh, you know the Kenai and, and the Kasilof they're mixed mixed species management. Mm-hmm. The kings are atrocious; they're awful. But the reds are coming, and they want them to access reds, and so they're allowing them to fish. I I, I kind of agree with you though. I think if those kings aren't making it back, you need to say, "Hey, screw it! We need to get some fish in the river and yeah. cut the yeah. commercial nets too." Yeah, because they, they take close the whole thing down. Yeah, well, well, I mean, they they close. You know, the last thing you should close is subsistence because that's right. the priority according to the Constitution. Right. But yep. but I always contend that uh, you know when I when I'm out sport fishing, I'm subsistence fishing. I'm just using a different license to get my fish. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, with that for, lack of fish in the rivers, I think bears are looking for more. They've got to they gotta find something more. Well, and you think about this. Remember the guy that called up, said he grew up here, and he said you, you rarely ever saw moose in town, too. Okay, well, that's changed very much. So with this being the one place that the moose are abundant, why do we think the bears come in? Because we're leaving garbage out or because there's a lot of moose calves around here? Yeah. 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 So... Okay. So I think I, yeah, I think you uh, you allow uh, more hunting in and near town for moose, and you allow quit punishing people for killing bears in town. Yep. Yeah, and and put more fish in the river. Damn it. 
That's right. Okay. All right. Have you have you gone out yet this year? No, I haven't. Is that but, abnormal for you? Uh, no, no. I just no. I just don't get a chance very often, and mostly in the fall, I try to go. Yeah, but, yeah. No, I don't blame you. All right, anyway. buddy. Now it's good. To, good thought process today. Appreciate, appreciate it. Thanks. Thank Take you. care. See you. Uh, again, it's five two two zero six five zero. Larry, thank you for the call. Good morning. Hey, Rick. Uh, was that last guy Ron? Ron, yes. Ron. Oh yeah, I know that guy. He's a good guy. Um, yeah, there was a black bear in my yard last night. Twice. Twice. About six, about six o'clock. And I live right by the airport, by Ted Stevens. Really? And I Probably. also wanted to say real quick, oh, Laura Reinbold, you know, the politicians sort of dropped those uh, those jingles, but Laura Reinbold's jingle is really pretty good. It's, it sounded pretty nice today, didn't it? And she should, we should vote for her, too. Um, and I wanted to say, since you're not running for governor, I'll only vote for Dunleavy if he puts you in his cabinet. In the cabinet? What position would you like to see me in? Um, Say fishing game. Say fishing game. <laughs> top, top drawer. <laughs> top drawer of the cabinet. <laughs> top drawer. Oh, that's a, yeah. Yeah, no, I have, uh, um, you know, I've. if I had any to choose from, my passion really is fishing game. It always Fishing game is where you should be, but I think you'd fit in anywhere, budgetary, what have you. Well, I thank you, Larry. That's a, that's a, a big compliment, and I, Thanks, I hope I, if it happens, I won't let you down. Thank you. Take care. All right, it's five two two zero six five zero. We we have this um, this change, and and if it's not gone unchecked, you know. And, and when I walk through fish and game, I mean, I know some of those guys really dislike me. I, I get that, um, but there there really is a battle of ideology, and it's what are you there for? And this applies to all of government. You know, the government. It's it's so simple, and it's 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 hidden from liberals in things called documents because they have to read to find them out. But all of the things we talk about about the uh, the the fishing game, about the uh, the EPA or the ADEC, the Alaska Department of Environmental Conservation, um, the AGDC, the Alaska Gas Line Development Corporation. What is the job of government? I mean, you know, you can, you, all of these guys get off on these tangents. Oh, we have to uh, get people to quit leaving their garbage out because that's the problem. There's so many bears in town. We got to quit doing that. So we got to manage the people. Uh, well, we got to spend more money on an uneconomic gas line because if we don't, it'll never get built. Well, I'm not going to get built anyway. Uh, we have to protect the Gaia of the Earth from evil man with the EPA, and we have to. They're all suffering from the same mental disorder, and the same mental disorder is that they don't understand the role of government, and it always comes back to that one thing: the the founding document of this nation, and the idea of self-governance. The founding document. Everybody goes, "Oh, the Constitution." No. That's not it. The founding document is the Declaration of Independence. That's where we declared ourselves a nation of sovereign citizens to self-govern because we'd seen the tyranny 
of a monarch. We'd seen the tyranny of czars. We'd seen the tyranny of serfdom. We'd seen all those things before, and we wanted to try something new, and it became the greatest nation on earth with the largest, most successful middle class unparalleled in earth's history. But it comes from one thought and one thought only, is that you own yourself and you can you can you have rights that are not from the government that they come from the almighty himself and those rights to life liberty and pursuit of the happy uh, pursuit of happiness or estate as john locke said to secure and maintain these rights governments are instituted among men deriving their just power from the consent of the governed in reverse we have government to secure and maintain the rights that were granted to us by God and God alone. And if the government simply does its basic essential functions, which is to secure and maintain our rights, and do the four essential functions that we give the nation and the state government to do, which is public safety, commerce infrastructure, education on a state level, and then manage our trust properties, then we can make our lives what we want them to be. We are the reason that they have a job. Not to govern us, but to secure and maintain our rights. At Fish and Game, their job is to manage fish and game, not manage people. Uh, at the Department of uh, Environmental Conservation and the EPA, their job is to make sure they manage the environment for the benefit of us, not in spite of us. And here we see that, that uh, you know, the, the department goes off on the wrong end and they decide that they have to manage in spite of us rather than for the benefit of us. We don't have a bear problem. We have a people problem. We have people in town. You manage that wildlife for the public safety of the people in town. And where there is a harvestable resource, then, then you manage that harvest. And, and you, you, you manage the populations for the abundance on sustained yield. And sustained yield is defined as for human consumption. Cassandra, on line one, Ortega, you're going to have to click her toggle switch because mine has glitched again. Cassandra, thank you for the call and good morning. Good morning. Just uh, listening in, the discussion regarding the, the bear situation and, and the, the salmon. I was born in Alaska, lived here my entire life, and... Um, you know, we, we always keep our trash in the garage, and I live in Sterling, and we've never had a bear problem. Sometimes they'll, they'll lumber through. You know, you'll see them walk past the house and go, go through the backyard and go into the woods. And, but there, right. you know, there aren't any attractants, so they don't, they don't stay. Um, I had a chance to go to the Katmai, uh, where, the, where, where the bears are at Katmai, and they put us through this whole class before we were allowed to go in uh, right. that explained... You know, you're not bringing any food in. You can't bring anything, anything that anything that smells, you know, strongly, that or they will start to associate people with food. And they've never had a problem there ever with the bear and people. And literally, we'd be walking along a trail, and they tell us bears coming. You got to step off the trail, and the bear will lumbers by. And right. it was it was great. So I'm sitting there in the class, and I see one of the gals that works there go running after a guy who just sat through the class, and he's got a Mountain Dew in his hand. <laughs> and, and he's heading straight in, and he had to go sit through the class. Again. <laughs> so, 
That's funny. It is funny. So, you know, definitely it's, it's very interesting because I also worked for the state of Alaska for the Department of Environmental Conservation for the Food Safety Program for about three and a half years. And yeah. I got to fly out um, and fly over some of these areas where they are doing the commercial fishing. And I was right. very surprised. I mean, I knew that they were out there with these big nets, but I mean, they're big nets and they're taking a large amount of that school of fish. And so, yeah. you know, we would be on the river wanting, you know, trying to catch fish. And I'm, and I'm visualizing that going, man, the fish are here, but they're getting, they're getting the fish, you know? So, um, well, did you see, did you see that uh, story about the Chinese uh, fishing vessel? They just uh, took, they, they had a five mile long net. I, yes, I heard about that, and I'm really glad that we, we, we got involved. I was surprised that we were all the way over there um, off the coast of Japan, correct? Yeah, kind of uh, kind of between Japan and here. It was like uh, almost 900 miles due east of Hokkaido, which is kind of right, be- right below the Aleutians. Okay. Oh, gosh. Oh, you know, I've been wondering if we might start seeing them because we keep hearing that they're, you know, the, the Chinese are trying to see their people, and I understand that, but they're... Going into the you know the the, the nautical waters the, the that, like that, that exclusion zone that 200 mile exclusion zone that they, you know they're not right. supposed to be doing right so right. Um, very interesting conversations all around you know and uh, I I think it's it, it is it seems to be more of a people problem than a than a than a bear problem you know, at this point is what can it, I it can I ask you like. I, can I ask yeah no I get that can I ask you a personal question sure. Did you walk on the um, uh, the elevated bear bear resistant boardwalk where you had to open the gate and walk through? Did you I do did. that when you were okay? I sure did. That was yeah. my, that that was my last project I built when I was in the engineering field. I was a project manager on that. Oh wow, wonderful! Yeah, yeah that was really cool. I mean, and it was amazing to uh, when you go across the bridge to look over and there's just salmon all there. Yeah. I mean, just everywhere the salmon and yeah. you know, so the bears they've got plenty of food. You know, so yep. they're not interested in us at all. And, yeah, that was pretty amazing. It's, I strongly recommend it. It's, it's an expensive trip, but if anybody can go, it's, it's well worth it. You'll learn a lot. Yeah, a magical trip, no doubt. It is. And, it's uh, wonderful. And I, got to spend, I got to spend an entire summer out there building that thing and a couple other projects out there. So it was a pretty, pretty cool time. Hey, Cassandra, stay in touch with us more often. I liked your call. Oh, of course. Thank you. You take care Thanks. now. Okay. Take care. Bye. See you. Um, five two two zero six five zero. Yeah, there were. <laughs> I will tell you, there were um, there were days when um, uh, there were problem bears out there, and they were shot. Of course, that doesn't happen anymore. Um, but it is a beautiful place if you ever get the opportunity to go out there. And it was. Um, I want to say it was eighteen years ago that I built that because seventeen years ago is when I left that industry and got back on the radio. And so uh, as we are, um, what are we, just uh, six months away from starting year 18, Ortega, you and I on this program. Six six months, six months yeah, away from Yeah, something it. like that. So it'll be December. December will start year 18 because we're in the middle of, of our 17th year of doing this program. But um uh, you know, I ran into uh, my old uh, CEO from that company last night at Lowe's, and we started talking about projects. And I'll tell you, I certainly miss that stuff. Um, but yeah, if you ever get the chance to get out to uh, um, Katmai, you know, I know that McNeil is the one everybody you know talks about. You really want a, a up close and personal. 
try Katmai. Uh, try uh, Brooks Brooks Camp out there because it was uh, it is it is an awesome place if you get the chance. All right, we have run short on time again for all of those of you on hold who didn't get on the air. I apologize, but we 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 we're done and we we're finished now and as we are each and every day. Uh, Rush Limbaugh coming up live next, and then live Hannity. You got live Procaro at three. There's a little bit recorded me in between a couple other things, basically between Hannity and Procaro. But other than that, we're live all day, and we'll be back tomorrow morning at 545. We call it 530, but it's really 545. The Rick Rydell Radio Program. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Thanks for watching. I apologize for the actions of my representative, Jason Gren. Have a good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.